We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 5th, 2012. And this is part two. Uh, We are going to segue now into an article entitled, Six-Year-Old Guilty of Sexual Assault After Playing Tag. This just happened this last week. In politically correct San Francisco, a six-year-old boy was charged with sexual assault after playing a game of tag on the playground. The child was accused of brushing his best friend's leg or groin while the two were playing on the playground in Lupine Hills Elementary in Hercules, evidently a town there, two months ago, according to CBS in San Francisco. I'm going to go ahead and just play this short clip that describes this whole thing. Okay, yes, the original clip had been taken down, so I had to re-find it. Um, We'll go ahead and roll that right now. East Bay first grader suspended from school for a game of tag. The school told his parents that during the game, he sexually assaulted another student. New at 5, Chris and Ayers and why that's not the only reason his parents accused the principal of poor judgment. Kristen? Elizabeth at a PTA meeting tonight. Parents at this school plan to talk about the incident. The child was suspended. The child's parent who we spoke to today told us they are outraged that a first grader could be accused of sexual assault. He's a good kid. And... I mean, you know, this is like a serious crime. Two months after his six-year-old son was accused of sexual battery on the playground during a game of tag at Lupine Hills Elementary, a father who wants to be known only as Oswin is still reeling, thinking of the phone call. We have a serious situation. Your child is being uh, detained for sexual assault. His son was accused of brushing his best friend's leg or groin while they were playing. Oswin says his child was kept in the principal's office for two hours until he confessed and then suspended. And the sexual battery charge went on his permanent school record. To me, I think it's an overreaction. Lupine Hill's parents we talked to were in what disbelief. But I mean, I've seen my kid, you know, he's five years old and he's played tag and, you know, they bump into each other. And I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, they're little kids. I don't think they had that intention. Legally? There's no such thing as sexual assault for a six-year-old in California. It took Oswin and his wife getting a lawyer for the school to back down. A district official declined to discuss specifics, but said there was an investigation about that incident. Under education code, we cannot charge a child with sexual battery. The record of that student was corrected. Oswin's son is attending another school now. He says he only hopes no one else will have to go through what his family did. Now, the child's father told me the school principal tried to bargain down the sexual assault allegation before expunging it completely. He called that unacceptable. So there's justice for you in America. Uh, Another great example of that, a six-year-old first grader. Uh, Literally, if you remember in the report, they said he was detained for two hours and interrogated until he finally confessed. Well, it's, it's no different than when a cop would take you into the, uh, you know, police department and, and they take you into interrogation and, and it's over and over and over again that people have confessed to crimes that they did not commit because of this just the severe uh, mental mind game hazing that takes place in those types of situations. So it took him two, two hours to crack the little guy, the little first grader until he finally fessed up to what he had done and come clean on the crime. And then at the end, you know, they had to drop everything because it was such bogus garbage. And the guy, the principal tries to get him to bargain down, probably take a lesser charge or something. I mean, you know, San Francisco being one of the most wicked, evil, sickest, you know, it, it doesn't really surprise me that it would take place in that particular town. Uh, I could do a whole, probably five-hour study on the evils of San Francisco and so when you have evil, an evil place like that, now I'm not saying that evil isn't rampant, but there's certain centers where evil is more rampant, like, for instance, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Sin City, uh, voodoo capital of the United States, New Orleans, uh, Miami, those types of places, Key West, you know, the, with the gay population and these types of things. So, uh, yeah, and now it's okay for TSA to do this ongoing every day, and these are grown adults groping, taking naked pornographic pictures of children and adults, child, so they have child pornography, which they save in databases, and then also exposing you to their, their TSA radiation devices, which cause 
you know, literal unzipping of the DNA uh, of the person, causing molecular damage, increasing cancer, and then also their their sexual assault grope downs, which, you know, it's the only place that I know of that you can go, which are the airports or wherever TSA is located, where they can literally sexually assault you, and it's all, it's all legal. And this is done by grown adults, and pedophiles gravitate to those types of jobs because who else on the planet would want to do that job where they were groping people all day long, violating them literally sexually because that is, that is considered sexual assault and, and do that. But that's okay. You know, that's all right to, to do, but this happens and it's a federal offense. It's just unbelievable, uh, what goes on. So only after, so the parent of the child was held uh, in the principal's office and, and uh, interrogated. The, child, the school coerced a confession from the child. He was actually suspended at the time, and a sexual battery charge was placed on his permanent school record, and then they, they later expunged it. So <clears throat> only after the boy's parents hired a lawyer and threatened to sue did the school back down. If they wouldn't have, this would have just kept going. And, and you know, the New World Order is always seeing what it can get away with. You know, what, what type of evil that it can perpetuate and what people will put up with. So the case is another example of control freak public school administrators treating students like prison inmates. The so-called zero tolerance for sexual abuse from students who are too young to even know what sex or sexual abuse is provides an excuse to lord over impressionable children and acclimate them behaviorally for years spent in the education prison system that is the public school. I mean, the public school system is just pure evil. And there's a picture here which shows a big, gigantic, disgusting guy in his mouth. And there's a conveyor belt going out of his mouth. And that guy's named Public Education. And there's children coming out of his mouth and they're on a conveyor belt going into then another disgusting pig guy's mouth uh, a little way down the road. And it shows them growing up. And that one's the prison industrial complex. And so you've got the public education system, you know, indoctrinating for the prison industrial complex. And we talked about last week how easy it is to get prison sentences and how that feeds in to their slave labor wage system that so many of the um, uh, multinational huge corporations in America, um, literally that's how they drive their products. And this is one of the ways they keep their, their uh, product prices so low. It's not just... Uh, slave slave labor from China. It's the slave labor from the prison industrial complex, which is a gigantically huge moneymaker in America. So this all feeds feeds one another. This is one big gigantic um, system that feeds off one another. Okay, so continuing, public schools are constitutional free zones, meaning the Constitution doesn't apply. Students around the country are subjected to searches of lockers, cars, and personal possessions in violation of the Fourth Amendment. I saw this story recently. This happened a little while back, but this this really goes to show this. This happened in a school from right outside of uh, where I grew up in uh, Florida. Uh, Lindsey Brown had good reason to be excited. She was just weeks away from her graduation from Astero High School. The honor student and National Merit Scholar had an academic scholarship to Florida Gulf Coast University and had spent the weekend moving her own, into her own apartment. She was just getting ready to graduate. Everything seemed perfect until Monday afternoon when a security officer asked Lindsay to accompany him to the school parking lot. She was in school and all of a sudden the security officer comes in and gets her. Okay. The officer pointed out a kitchen knife lying on the floor of Lindsay's car. It was on the floor. She was surprised to see the knife and realized that it must have fallen out in one of her moving boxes. For unknowingly having the kitchen knife in her car, Lindsay was arrested, handcuffed, and hauled off to the Lee County Jail. She was suspended from school and banned from graduation events. There's more wonderful justice. Lindsay's story reveals one of the most devastating effects of over-criminalization, the movement towards zero-tolerance policies aimed at school children. Estero principal Fred Brode declared that the school's zero-tolerance policy justified the excessive punishment of Lindsay, while Sheriff Lieutenant Bill Byrus ironically claimed, quote, this young lady made a bad choice. 
In fact, she made no choice at all. It was a total accident. And these Nazis deemed that, you know, she must be punished. And again, we can have all of these other horrific things going on in society on a daily basis that the government can do and get away with. But, you know, we have this type of garbage going on. Lindsay was charged with felony weapons possession after nine hours in jail with real criminals. Lindsay's parents bailed her out. So she was in jail for nine hours with real criminals. Well... Probably not a lot of them were real criminals either. A week later, common sense finally interceded when State Attorney Joe D'Alessandro dropped the charge. He pointed out that the law required proof beyond a reasonable doubt that Lindsay knew the knife was in the car. Now, I'm sure that, you know, she was planning something, you know, some mass knife attack in the school, you know, right before graduation. A girl like her would, you know, National Honor Society, and, you know. Uh, in numerous cases, school officials around the country have subjected children to traumatic experiences that will harm them for life, from arresting them for playing with Nerf guns to allowing police to conduct armed training exercises in schools. Police are now gunning down students in school hallways, something that was unheard of a generation ago. And there's little links to every one of these things that we're citing. And while school officials claim students are engaged in sexual abuse and per- perversion, which they totally promote through their governmental public school system disgusting uh, sexual training that we'll actually talk about in a little bit a little bit more. Uh, more often than not, it's the teachers and the administrators who are actually the perverts. In, Calif- in California, state bureaucrats are, are in the business of protecting pedophiles who come in contact with children. It reminds me of the Catholic Church where they got this this legion of pedophile priests and cardinals and you know, whatever. And they, they come off acting like we're, we're so holier than thou. And, and they're the very devils that are molesting little helpless innocent children. And they're acting as though we're so religious and we're so pious and we're so, and, and, you know, the Catholic Church then protects these devils. And, and over and over and over, and they're awarded these gigantic lawsuits. And I mean, it reminds me a lot of this very same dynamic. And California state bureaucrats are in the business of protecting pedophiles who come in contact with children. The Jerry Sandusky case at Penn State underscores the fact that pedophiles gravitate towards schools and governmental jobs, and TSA in particular, TSA, uh, governmental jobs where sexual abuse is often tolerated and covered up. Add to that the documented fact that child protective services around the country are involved in kidnapping and molestation, and we have more than enough reason to never trust the government with the education and management of our children. I mean, the, the government is the, the biggest source of evil as far as from a... Uh, I understand Satan is, is the source and his fallen angels and the demons and the devils. I understand that our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against... But he operates and emanates through these organizations is the point I'm trying to make here. There's also links to the to proof where CPS or Child Protective Services are actually kidnapping and molesting children. I mean and again, here here we have the gatekeepers of, you know, CPS Child Protective Services, and they're the biggest perverts and pedophiles and disgusting devils that are out there, and yet there's the supposed gatekeepers. And this happens over and over and over again in different facets of our of our uh, government and world government and our judicial system and the law enforcement system and these types of things. And these things are good to know about as far as just praying about them and also not being ignorant of Satan's devices because this is pure wickedness and evil. It were better that a millstone were hung about their neck and they be cast into the midst of the sea than they offend one of these little ones that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is happening all the time. Government mistreatment and exploitation of children is epidemic, and no more so than at the de facto world government headquarters, the United Nations. Uh, in, in 2007, it was reported that the UN was investigating itself, investigating itself, oh yeah, I'm sure that's going to be a square deal there, was investigating itself for involvement in a sexual uh, child sex slavery ring. Now, I did a whole teaching um, that I give you the link to here, and it, it was called Child Pornography, Pedophilia, Pandemic, and High-Level Cover-Ups, where we document this high-level cover-up that, that's taken place, and I'm not saying I'm doing the whole subject justice. Also, the teaching that I did on Disney, that eight- or nine-part teaching, that gets into that as well, how Disney's involved in this. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just something that not a lot of people know about. 
So, in 2005, Representative Cynthia McKinney had the chance to grill the Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld, uh, about Pentagon, Pentagon contractor Dynacorp's buying and selling of young women and children. Dynacorp and Halliburton, subsidiary of KBR, have been implicated in human trafficking as well. McKinney was ultimately run out of Congress, and nothing became of the human trafficking accusations. I, I won't imagine that. Thus, again, demonstrating that the pedophile and the human sexual slave trade instinct of government is largely above reproach. Uh, they won't get they won't get away with it as soon as they step into eternity. Hey, they ain't gonna get away with it anymore when they're in hell. <laughs> they'll pay, they'll pay, they'll pay in the lake of fire. You know, they may think they're getting away with something now, but they ain't gonna then. For the ordinary parent, the only sane option is to remove his or her children from the government indoctrination mills and prison complex uh, system and homeschool them. Or, or at bare minimum, get them in a private Christian school. You know, I'm not saying they're perfect either, but they're definitely way better than the <laughs> this, this garbage that we're getting into here we're talking about. So, okay, let's go to the, the next article here. Starbucks. Legalizing same-sex marriage is... Uh, the core of who we are and what we value. That's the Starbucks statement. Now, I really, I, I've talked a lot about Starbucks in the past. I really, because there's a lot of, I know there's listeners I have out there that regularly contribute to this wicked, evil, devil company. And you don't need to be doing that. Uh, you, I literally believe that when we knowingly, especially once we know the information, to whom much is given, much is required, and we then we knowingly participate, particularly after the fact, uh, we really can bring down God's wrath on us. Because we are held responsible for our level of knowledge. And, and, and even we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge, as according to Hosea 4.6. And this is what we're trying to do with this ministry, is not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us. So, th- these are things that are good to know, because a lot of people... Uh, or support this evil, wicked corporation. And I mean, it is wicked and evil to the core. Starbucks, the world's largest coffee coffee chain, added its name to the list of major corporations that have endorsed a gay marriage bill in Washington State, saying the legislation shares the company's values at its core. The decision was criticized by many conservative, pro-family organizations. Leading traditional marriage organizations, for instance, are accusing the Seattle-based company of, quote, meddling in the debate. After Starbucks joined with Google, Microsoft, and Nike in support of legislation of the same-sex marriage that is currently gathering momentum in the state legislature. Uh, Kaylin Holmes, Executive Vice President for Partner Resources, released its statement on January 24th entitled, Starbucks Supports Marriage Equality. And you can read the whole thing there. Now, I reposted this um, thing. It's an article I have on Starbucks. And it's entitled, Starbucks Perverted Goddess Coffee, Goddess Siren Coffee. Siren, like the mermaid. Okay. Ephesians 5.11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So there's two images here that I give. And the first of the two images that Starbucks used originally in their artwork are not appropriate to even show. This was their logo. Like they have a logo now, that little green one. Okay. The first two, I didn't even put in here because they're not even appropriate to show. They're so basically graphic. Uh, But the two I put below are the later two that have been toned down, the toned down continuation of previous images featuring full frontal nudity. Uh, This was what they were originally, full frontal nudity. This company is rapidly pro-abortion and obviously involved in promoting witchcraft, new age teachings. Please don't support this terrible company. Here is from a secular source. As some readers may know, Starbucks had to change their corporate logo because some of their because some consumers found the suggestive split tail of their topless siren too lurid and suggestive. A simplified logo was then introduced, hiding the siren's breasts under waves of hair. And that in turn was cropped and enlarged so that the split of the siren's tail would no longer show. The only indication now that the female icon is a sea creature is the wavy lines, which originally were part of the representation of the two tails. And yes, although the image is that of a split-tailed creature, it is a siren, meaning like a mermaid. I mean, these are demonic creatures. They're representing here. Okay? They're not Christian. They're evil. 
More specifically, it's a double-tailed side. I mean, you, you see the, the legends of like the mermaids and l- luring the sailors to their deaths through their whatever, singing or whatever, and their beauty. I don't know. Well, they're evil. <laughs> I mean, we're talking pure evil. More specifically, it is the double-tailed siren, also known as a babu siren, which the woman... The Woman's Dictionary of Symbols and Sacred Objects, like a witchcraft manual, points out is a, quote, cross between a mermaid and a Sheila Nagig, whatever that is, and is found as a decorative motif in many European churches and cathedrals. I'm sure that there, you see a lot of really evil artwork in a lot of these ancient supposed churches, you know. Uh, her suggestive pose, like that of a Sheila Nagig, referred to the female sexual mysteries in particular. Now, they'll use these symbols in order to attract customers. It's like using implements of witchcraft to attract customers to bring in money and these types of things. It's witchcraft. Okay, um, It's a cursed or, uh, place, and, and you know, it's, it's just... It's not something where you want to really be giving your money to. The next more familiar green iteration of the logo has a more attractive stylized siren. Uh, the chest is hidden, but the belly button is still there, and they show I, I show you that one. I mean, basically it shows this siren with her hair covering her breasts and she's pulling and it looks like her legs are basically out to the side and she has a hold of them from like the back. It's very, very suggestive if you were to see that on a on a thing. There's nothing like that you can really see from a pornographic nature, but it's very suggestive of that. So, now, then what I show you is now the current logo, where they crop the siren image so that only a hint of the tail is even visible. And, I and see, if, if you don't see the first image, you won't understand what they did on the second one, how they enlarged it and cropped it. But if you see the first one, you'll see, oh, I know what it means now. You wouldn't know that unless you had seen the first image, and that's why I included that one in there. But I didn't include the first two because they were too graphic. So I asked um, hourly partners at Starbucks and Friends, and none of them could figure out what those things were on the side of the siren's head because they hadn't seen the first image, in other words. They're actually her legs pulled up from the sides is what it is because you you wouldn't know that unless you'd seen the first image. So anyway, uh, next article, Anti-God Starbucks Cup has customers steaming. Um... There's a woman here that says, she bought her Starbucks. She says, I don't think there needs to be religious dialogue on my coffee cup. I just want coffee. Yeah, well, you don't need to be buying that garbage. Uh, Ohio woman is steaming after reading an anti-God message published on the side of an Ohio Starbucks cup. The message that got Michelle and Cano's blood boiling reads, quote, Why in moments of crisis do we ask God for strength and help? As cognitive beings, why would we ask something that may well be a figment of our imaginations for guidance? In other words, God's just a figment. Why would we ask him for help? Why not search inside ourselves for the power to overcome? Oh yeah, like there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool, and the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. You know, you shall be as gods, knowing good or evil, you know. We can figure everything out. We can straighten it out. And I give you a picture of this lady holding up this coffee cup here. Um, the quote was written by Bill Schnell, Shell, a Starbucks customer from London, Ontario, Canada, and was included as part of an effort by the Seattle-based coffee giant to collect different viewpoints and spur discussion. Oh, good. Let's have open dialogue about Satan. Uh, next thing, a listener sent me uh, Jacques or Jacques, sent me a uh, thing about this monster energy drink. Because I figure we're on this theme, a lot of times what will happen as I'm putting together a study, I'll get a lot of things that pertain to a kind of a specifically related subject. Like now we're talking about Starbucks and their evil logo. Well, now we're going to talk about monster energy drink. And then we're going to talk about an even more wicked logo after that. Kind of get it all in the same time frame. That's how the Lord kind of works things out. So, monster energy drink. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but this, um, if you've never seen it, go to the PDF for this teaching for uh, February 5th, 2012 on contendingfortruth.com, and it'll be on about page 10, and it's a green um, thing, and it kind of looks like the letter M, kind of, 
It's monster energy, okay? And most people are probably unaware that monster energy drink hails Satan with its logo. The three lines that seem to make up the letter M are actually three Hebrew vavs, which have a numerical value of six. And and he actually gives you the Hebrew letter, and he highlights the the vav that this actually represents, and it is the number six. So there's three of them, so it's 666 right on the cover of the Monster Energy drink. Um, The thing I find most disturbing about all this is the fact that it's so sublime. It's like they are trying to trick you into having these symbols in your possession. Exactly. Just like tricking you into thinking it's no big deal to drink Starbucks. Or tricking you into thinking it's no big deal to drink Monster Energy drinks. Or, you know, these types of things. I mean, these are really, you know... But again, when the Bible talks about Satan, um, as he deceived Eve, it describes him as the most subtle beast of the field. Now, things are getting to the point where they're not so subtle. But some of the stuff is subtle, and if you're not educated in it, you just don't know. So... Um, and he goes on to say, if Monster started using the logo below, I'm sure that their sales would drop. And he had he changed it to Monster, just 666 Energy. Uh, and then if you look at their slogan, uh, slogan, um, uh, I like that slogan, that's a, that's a word, that's a crazy word. Anyway, now that their slogan takes on a slightly different meaning. Now, if you look at the side of their can, which he gave a picture of that as well, it says, Unleash the Beast. So, you know, 666, Unleash the Beast, Monster Energy Drink. And then it has another picture of Monster, which is an ad campaign, evidently, and it has this guy holding up Monster, and out of the top of the can, like, is burst bursting forth all these devils and demons and horned devils and, and nasty-looking spirits coming out of the top of the can. Now, when you buy these things, and you drink them, and you bring them into your home, I do believe that you are bringing, to a certain extent, a curse on yourself. It's just like if you go and get a, a vaccine that's cultured off an aborted baby and has all kind of tainted DNA in it and it was made by a wicked, evil, devil pharmaceutical company. Well, I think you might be bringing a curse on yourself. I think you might be being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I think what it also does is numb you to the truth. It's, it's a slow numbing and lulling to sleep where you don't even... You know, you after a certain point, you're so numbed and dumbed down to these types of things, you don't even react anymore. And this is what's taking place with this, with the with the food chain and the food supply, and the genetically modified garbage, and the fluoride they're putting in the water to to burn out our lower brain lobes and to cause cancer and, and to destroy our will to resist and make us docile. And, you know, all the chemicals that they're using and, and that we get into almost on a weekly basis now. So you can see all these pictures here. Um, it shows this other ad campaign where the guy has the monster symbol in the iris of his eyes, and that would be like 666 in the, literally in the iris of the, of the eyeball. And then he quotes the Bible verse we just talked about, where um, uh, causing both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark on the right hand, and then the, the number being 666. Then he goes on to say, look at the pics below. And again, you really should be following along with this on the PDF to fully appreciate what I'm talking about here. Look at the pics below and realize they were intentionally and covertly trying to get people to wear the mark of the beast. And it shows a guy with a, um, like a knit ski thing hat on and it has the monster logo on it. And then a monster shirt and monster gloves and monster jacket and monster hat. And again, it's all... All by design. It's, Satan is always trying to get us to put curses on ourselves continually. Because he knows that's going to hinder our walk with the Lord. And he knows we're going to be um, not as effective for God if we're doing these things. Even whether we don't know about it or not. It still has a terrible effect on us. So remember, they don't use these symbols for no reason. Listen to what the famous Wiccan Starhawk had to say about it. Quote, in the world of the occult, many symbols are imbued with power by the magician working in conjunction with the demonic spirit world. To cast a spell is to project energy through a symbol. Look at the Starbucks thing. Look at the monster energy drink. I mean, there's you could do a gigantic study on just symbols and, and how those types of things. So, as I said, be careful what you bring into your house. Be careful what you buy. 
and what you're spending your money on. Um, projecting energy through these symbols, we're under spiritual warfare, friends. Their biggest weapon is they don't even know that they're under attack. And again, keeping everyone ignorant. They are using witchcraft against the masses on a scale so broad that it encompasses everything and most can't even see it for truly what it is. Go for the narrow path and escape this trap. So, yeah, I thank my listener for, for sending that to me. Now, on a very, very similar note, I was in a store the other day, um, one of the Ollie's stores they have up here. It's kind of like a where they, they sell stuff at like really, really good prices. Not Walmart, but... Um, and I was at the counter and I was looking down in disbelief as I saw this 666 energy drink sitting there on the counter. I, I'm, I'm like, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. And I thought about this as I was as I was putting that monster thing. I said, I wonder if they're online. And I looked them up online and yes, they've got their 666 energy. They sell shirts. They've got one that says 666 energy drink. It's got the upside down pentagram which is symbol, symbolic of black witchcraft um, and uh, Baphomet, or the goat of Mendez, or Satan, essentially. They've got that in the background. And then they've got on the back side of that same shirt, it says, get some evil in ya, uh, 666energy.com. So these energy drinks seem to be really a gigantic source of, of wickedness. And again, you know, if you're doing this stuff all the time, you're just totally toasting and frying your adrenals. Uh, the uh, the caffeine or whatever else they're using, they're also using a lot of artificial flavors and colorings as we talked about earlier. Um, you're just frying your adrenal glands, which are the little glands that sit on top of your kidneys, which have a lot to do with your ability to cope with stress and also your ability of your immune system to mount a defense. And um, this is what we stimulate when we drink caffeinated products or smoke cigarettes or take like amphetamine like things it stimulates the adrenals but they're very also easy to burn out and if you're taking um you know caffeine in on a regular basis most likely you're burning them out and it's going to um, have some detrimental side effects obviously so a review of this product the 666 energy drink by an evil man reads And this is what this evil guy said about it, okay? He says, Oh, with glee, I found evil on my doorstep in the form of two new energy drink shots. The 666 energy in both the virgin sacrifice flavor and the Lucifer's lemonade. I'm not making this up. This is really their flavor. I saw this stuff on the counter. I mean, it's not like it's not real. It is. The big bright lettering shone out over the upside-down pentagram, demanding me to slam the whole bottle in one go, following blindly their slogan that says, quote, Satan says swallow, end of quote. It also screams out in big, bold lettering that Satan hates high fructose corn syrup, carbs, and sugar. No, he doesn't. Actually, he's the one, of course, carbs are one thing, but the high fructose corn syrup in particular is an absolute, total satanic tool to cause all kind of horrific uh, health problems in, you know, the human population worldwide. Uh, And not only does 666 Energy get produced in the USA, but it's actually in the sin city of Las Vegas. So we should all take comfort in that as well. So anyway, I just want to point that out. There's, I mean, it's getting that bad where, you know, you can go into a store and you see 666 Energy drinks. Now, I mean, (laughs) unbelievable. It's, It's just evil's getting more and more in your face and more and more flagrant. And if I hadn't seen it with my own two eyes, I would have thought, oh, this is some kind of maybe spoof or something. Does this really exist? Oh, it does. It does. Uh, here's another thing I received recently. Uh, this was a Christmas card sent out by Fox News headquarters. The card features, and I give you a picture of the card here, okay? It features a sled race by a Fox and the big uh, three TV networks following behind all pulled by sheep. The card depicts dramatically what critics of the falsely dubbed mainstream media prostitute, like a prostitute, the prostitutes media, have observed for years that these news outlets knowingly deceive their audiences, spin facts, omit truths, and tell lies, all thinking their viewers are too stupid to know better. So in other words, well, I'll just read this. Now their depiction as sheep blindly heeding the commands of the predator fox have been exposed and linked into memory. I mean, this is the Christmas card. 
that Fox uh, News Network put out. And it shows this fox, and there's these six sheep, notice six, oh wow, yeah, there's six, six sheep pulling a sled, and the fox is leading, and then there's one, that there's an NBC, and there's an ABC, and there, and then probably CBS, and the fox is out in front, meaning he's the one that's doing the best of all of the networks, deceiving, and the sheep are the ones that are actually funding, and moving, and pulling this thing on. And this is what they think about their viewers. It's so in your face. But um, I want, I mean, please avail yourself to this image. It's on page 16 of the uh, of the PDF for this teaching. It's pretty, pretty in your face. Uh, here's another thing. I'm going to play this, and it's entitled Close Your Facebook Account. Now, I've done articles on the Facebook, how it's a total CIA creation, how it's basically just totally formed for the pure purpose of data mining, data gathering, and, and, and getting us to volunteer and have no privacy, and then ultimately using all of this information against us. Well, this is a satire. Okay, what you're going to hear is satire. But the thing is, is most of it is absolute truth, what they're saying. Okay? Right in your face truth. But they're presenting it as satire, but it's really not satire. So I'm going to go ahead and roll this right now. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and roll this video right now. reauthorized funding for Facebook, the massive online surveillance program run by the CIA. According to Department of Homeland Security reports, Facebook has replaced almost every other CIA information gathering program since it was launched in 2004. After years of secretly monitoring the public, we were astounded so many people would willingly publicize where they live, their religious and political views, an alphabetized list of all their friends' personal email addresses, phone numbers, hundreds of photos of themselves, uh, and even status updates about what they were doing moment to moment. It is truly a dream come true for the CIA. Much of the credit belongs to CIA agent Mark Zuckerberg, who runs the day-to-day -day Facebook operation for the agency. The decorated agent, codenamed the Overlord, was recently awarded the prestigious Medal of Intelligence Commendation for his work with the Facebook program, which he has called... Now, if you doubt that, the CIA, that Facebook is a CIA creation, just go up to Google and key in CIA and Facebook and watch the videos that they've got. There's no... I mean, the proof's all there. So, again, just so you know. Here we go back to it. Okay, I'm sorry, my computer locked up on me. I'm going to resume this now. Called, quote, the single most powerful tool for population control ever created. Among the biggest successes of the Facebook program is Operation Farmville, which the CIA credits with pacifying as many as 85 million people after unemployment rates rose dramatically. Other features, such as the suggested... Now, think about that. I don't really know a whole lot about that, but I noticed that for the brief time that I was on Facebook, because I had all these people saying, oh, you got to be on, you got to be on, and I really wasn't aware of this information, so I kind of had like this skeleton account, I went back and I got on, and yeah, I had a lot of people really happy about it, but I noticed all these people playing that games and stuff, and that Farmville thing, and I'm like, and notice what she said, how it was, how it's been uh, responsible for pacifying the masses since unemployment has risen so, risen so dramatically. See, they've got all kind of tricks in the New World Order to pacify us and to keep us, you know, the sheeple, essentially. And I had really hadn't thought about it until they brought it up. So let's go further here. Friends window have been instrumental in allowing government agents to infiltrate deeper into the friend networks of suspected dissidents. For some expert analysis now on the story, let's check in with the Fact Zone's first responders. Jason, you have written extensively about the Facebook program. Why is it so effective? Well, one of the key reasons is that the CIA has been so thorough in convincing the nation that constantly sharing information about everything that you're doing is somehow desirable instead of deeply unsettling. Yeah. You know, the critics are saying that with the national debt being so high, is this really the time to be spending even more money on spy programs. Well, actually, the Facebook program saves the CIA money. That's right. Uh, like the Maps application where you list every place that you've been, whether it's at the state or a country. Or... Oh, right. With the little pins, they show where you visited. Mm -hmm. yeah, yes. Like that. that kind of information would have taken the CIA months of going through uh, hotel receipts and plane tickets to figure it all out. The, the manpower that Facebook saves is yeah, huge. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the calendar feature even lets the CIA know where you're going to be in advance. So that's right. Uh, so now if they want to pick you up for questioning, all they have to do is see which events you RSVP'd yet 
yes to, and then send their agents to be waiting for you. That's how they got my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious, but it's all true. I mean, everything they're talking about is true. Now it's all tongue-in-cheek, but it's true. So, again, you know, the, this is what I liked about this video, is it, is it presents it in actually the way that it really should be presented. If the news was really honestly reporting on Facebook, this is what they would literally be saying, essentially. Effective. But guys, with all the focus on the Facebook program, is it taking away from some of the other CIA programs like the Twitter initiative? Oh, and it, yeah, the funding for that should be cut entirely. Right, 400 billion tweets and not one useful bit of data was ever transmitted. Oh, that's true. Now, is this trend of social network information gathering dangerous? I mean, just last week, the New York Times revealed that Al-Qaeda has designed Foursquare to identify popular locations for bombing. Well, actually, Brooke, that's been uh, discredited as any kind of real threat. The people that use that site are people that no one would mind seeing bombed anyway. So. Yeah. Really, the, the only okay. thing the CIA has to uh, be concerned about is people losing interest in Facebook and moving on to a new social network site, like the Chinese site Wanbi. I love Wanbi. Are you guys on Wanbi? Oh, my God, yeah. it's so much more fun than Facebook. It, it is great. I love that one. I love that you can earn friend points, the more state secrets that you post. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a lot of contacts in the State Department. You know, I think I could really rack them you up. You post them up. Sure. <laughs> All right, first responders, thank you so much, as always. You know, I'm, of course, a big fan of any social networking site. It allows me to interact with my fans without having to see, hear, smell them so anyway a little humor there but it's actually based on a lot of truth and um again just key in cia and facebook on google if you you know and there's uh there's a ton of proof up there that you don't need to be messing around with facebook or i uh, really any of the social media I, I i would just stay away from them um next article uh, President Barack Obama says the 39th anniversary of Roe versus Wade is a chance to recognize Roe versus Wade, where we legalized abortion, is a chance to recognize quote the fundamental constitutional right to abortion, and to continue our efforts to ensure that our daughters have the same rights and freedoms and opportunities as our sons to fulfill their dreams. What their dreams of destroying and killing little innocent uh, babies in the womb. Yes, that's what they meant. That, that's exactly what this devil from the pit of hell meant. Uh, in 1974, U.S. Supreme Court nationalized abortion law, prohibiting states from de deciding on the matter. In a written statement, Obama acknowledged that abortion has been a divisive political issue. Obama, while serving in the Illinois state legislature and the, as the President of the United States, has taken a hard line on pro-abortion rights. He was like the little tiny West Senator. He was like the most pro-abortion voting they'd ever seen. I mean, the man is pure evil. Okay, In his statement on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, Obama said it reflects the broader principles of America. And you, there's a link there you can continue reading. Now, I give you my teaching here, entitled Massacre of Innocence, the Occult Roots of Abortion. And again, just another tool that Satan's using to try to get us to bring curses, literally, on ourselves, and so that there will be maximum amount of innocent blood shed so that we will we will bring up the the maximum amount of God's wrath on us essentially sixty million probably around their abortion since Roe versus Wade sixty million innocent babies in their innocent blood crying out from the land God has to judge that at some point and this is why I, I report on a lot of these things every week and all of these horrific things happening. God's permitting them to happen because we've brought judgment on ourselves. Now, I'm not blaming my listeners personally, but I'm saying corporately, as America goes, um, we've brought a gigantic. We, we've we we're bringing and have brought and will happen unless there would be like mass repentance on the scale of Nineveh, uh, which isn't going to happen. We, we're bringing God's judgment on us, and this is probably one of the main reasons. And I'm sure it is the main reason actually um, for this. So, um, let's go further here. This is entitled, uh, Susan G. Komen flip-flops and resumes receiving funding from America's main Holocaust death provider, Planned Parenthood. I actually made that title up. I'm going to play 
uh, about five minutes of this clip that gets into this a little bit more because I've really felt compelled to expose this devil organization, this Susan G. Komen race for the propagation of cancer. I mean race for the cure, sorry, um, as of late because there's so many evil things and so many lies and deceptions that they're all about and that they perpetuate. They need to be exposed for the devils that they are. So I'm going to go ahead and, and roll that clip now. And now we come to another interesting article that's had some a lot of it's been a pretty hot article uh, or pretty hot subject the last couple of days. After cutting ties with Planned Parenthood, Komen donations up 100 percent. And in the wake of this week's announcement that Susan G. Komen for the Cure will no longer be awarding grants to Planned Parenthood, the breast cancer organization's donations have gone up 100 percent in the last two days. And um, it was Nancy Brinkler. And I'm sorry, Nancy Brinker, founder and CEO of the Komen Foundation, said our donations are up 100% the past two days. We understand and we get very emotional, too. We do this every single day of our lives. Now, now, evidently the donations were up because they had said, they Susan G. Komen had come out and said, we're not going to take funding from Planned Parenthood any day. And, um, um, now, uh, there's been too much controversy. There's been too many pro-life people that have begged us to stop doing this, so we're going to stop. And then their donations went up 100%. Now, I wouldn't give this devil organization a dime, no matter what they do. Okay, For all of the reasons that I mentioned in the teaching that I give you here, all of the things they're not telling you about what really causes the in- increase in breast cancer, which is uh, one or more abortions makes your risk of breast cancer skyrocket. And we're actually going to uh, hear a little clip on that. And also, birth control also makes your risk of breast cancer. But see, they don't get into that. They, they don't want to tell you anything that's really going to... They're not going to tell you any alternative things that you can do to actually prevent breast cancer. They're only going to give you the medical chemotherapy, slash and burn, cut it off, cut it out, give you the poison, remedies. There, there's no race for the cure. It's the race for the propagation of disease. I mean, the only, the only reason these organizations exist is through the perpetuation. The only reason the medical community exists and the oncology professions and these types of things, there's cures to all of this stuff out there. Okay? The only reason they continue to exist is if the disease continues to propagate and to expand and to kill and maim millions. That's how they make their money. That's how they maintain control. Satan is behind all of this stuff. Okay, and he's just deluding and deceiving the masses through these supposedly wonderful organizations that are nothing more than delusional tools of Satan to deceive the masses. So let's go further. Now, that was on the second. Today we have two articles, one from the Wall Street Journal, one from Fox News. So we look at Fox News. Komen drops plans to cut Planned Parenthood grants. Apparently they're having a 180 on this. And then we go also to the Wall Street Journal, pretty much the same headline, Komen drops plans to cut Planned Parenthood grants. So now... I guess they're having an about-face on this issue. And we're going to have uh, Pastor Clinton Childress, who we did a really... So in other words, there was such an outcry from the pro-death community, the, the, who they, they love to refer themselves as pro-choice. Pro-choice to kill your baby. Yeah, that's what it is. No, it's pro-death. That's what it is. And so um, they, they call the, you know... Pro-life, anti-abortion. Oh, they're the anti-abortion crowd. And we're the pro-choice because we're positive and we're liberated. And, you know, it's so sickening. And so there was so much outcry from all the pro-death crowd that they did a 180 and flip-flopped like within one or two days and said, oh, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll capitulate. We'll keep taking We'll keep taking the money from the plan, from the cursed Planned Parenthood. We'll, we'll, we'll be good little Nazis. And that's what happened. So now let's go further. A long expose into the abortion industry. Oh, I guess it was two money bombs ago we played his interview. And we're going to have him on Monday to kind of go over this issue and explain things. And, and in fact, we have a clip from Pastor Childress here from that interview talking about when you get an abortion, it increases your chances of cancer, which is why Susan G. Komen, if they're an organization dedicated to fighting cancer, should not be giving money to a group that, their procedures actually increase the chance of cancer, if that makes sense. Here's the clip. So, do you see the hypocrisy here? <laughs> They're taking funding from planned death parenthood, and um, 
the abortion procedures that they're that they're almost totally responsible for in America are the very main source or one of the very main sources that cause your risk of breast cancer to go through the roof. Do, do, do you see the unmitigated hypocrisy and lies and deceit that Komen operates in? You know, your listeners ought to know that abortion is the most performed operation on a woman. If there's 12% African Americans in this country and they're accounting for, I'm going to use this figure, this is extremely conservative, 37% of the abortions of the nation. Yeah, that's 37%. That means that African-American women, you know, are having this operation performed on them more than any other woman. And to the point where that it is genocidal when it comes to the number of live births. Why did I say that? Well, up until 1973, breast cancer was not an issue with African-American women. It was not a problem. Now it's epidemic. And uh, Joel Brin, who's from this great... So, in other words, right before Roe versus Wade was enacted and, and, and women could actually go and get abortions, breast cancer wasn't an issue with black women. But now they're disproportionately the amount of ones that um, uh, have breast cancer. And it's no coincidence, they're one of the main ones that, that get... In, uh, the main demographic group that gets abortions. So now they have this epidemic explosion of breast cancer. So, it's uh, it all fits like hand in glove if, if you if you're able to actually sit back and do the math and look at what the facts are. State of New Jersey, <laughs> um, more or less, did 28 studies, 21 conclusive, that there is a link between a woman who has abort an abortion, especially a first term pregnancy, and uh, chooses to abort, will. Over 500% in some studies have uh, uh, basically will contract uh, breast cancer. It is a recent study in Turkey. Uh, they concluded 66% of women will contract breast cancer. Your, your, your chances increase 66%. And it's simply because when you, you miscarry, when a woman miscarries, the brain knows it and sends messages throughout the body shut down. When you surgically do it, and you abort the child surgically, brain does not recognize that, and it continually sends signals, and what uh, organ is affected by it the most is the breast of a woman. It, by the time it begins to shut down and realize there's no child, there's so many hormones and other things that are there, and they become cancerous later on. Now, Okay, now, that may be true. Okay, what he just said. But also, from a spiritual standpoint, what's happening to a woman when they abort their baby? Um, do you think they're bringing a blessing on themselves in God's eyes? Or would they be bringing a gigantic curse on themselves? Well, they physically aborted and murdered a child. So do you think God's retribution and the curse that they might be bringing on themselves would be a physical one? Now, I'm not condemning, like, if I have listeners out there that have had abortions, I'm not saying God can't forgive you for that. I'm saying, though, from a physiological standpoint, also from a spiritual standpoint, you really don't know from a spiritual standpoint what you're doing to yourself as well. You know, when that ha- when when you abort a baby. So that's, that's another thing that they did mention that I did want to bring up. American women now lead the country in preterm deaths of their children. Because abortion is being sold to African-American women as a contraceptive, which is unquestionably the most detrimental thing other than the death of the child. Because you now have created a, uh, a situation with this woman that she is not able to carry full term when she wants a child. And so um, preterm deaths, once again, was not an issue in the African-American community. And now they lead the country. And don't take it from Reverend Childress. Look up the information yourself. Look up the studies that have been done. Check that out. And regardless of what your position is on abortion, if girls 16, 17, 18, these young women who are going in there using this as contraception, they need to be educated to the fact that their chances of cancer are going to go up and their chances of never having children are going to go up if they go through this procedure. And, um, you know, that's, that's really what we have to look at. So uh, 
I would ask CCG come to reconsider. If they really are interested in stopping cancers, they should not be funding an organization whose procedures actually lead to the increase of cancer. Yeah, but they but they they're not interested. They could care less. They're just the only thing they're interested in is in pulling the wool over the eyes of their sheeple people followers is how they would view them. Just like Fox News views the sheeple people <laughs> as the one pulling their sled. It's the exact same way Susan G. Komen does. All the people at the top of these of these devil organizations, they're most likely they're Luciferians or Satanists. They know exactly what they're doing. They're put there for that exact reason. And I did a whole study that I gave you the link to. It's the 19 ways they are trying to kill us. Red Level Alert. It's actually part 10. It was the last part. It was a bonus section. And it was on Susan G. Komen, Foundation Exposed, Breast Cancer Shocking Secret, and Mammogram Warnings. So I got into that whole thing. I give you the link right here. It's on page about 17. Very vital information for um, women to know about. And again, it could be a real destroyed for lack of knowledge issue. And there's a lot of, of Christian women out there that are just hook, line, and sinker. Don't you dare say a thing about Susan G. Komen. And, I mean, it's it's really uh, disturbing and sad that this is happening. And I'm, I'm determined to expose them uh, as much as the Lord will let me, permit me to do. Next article. Um, House Minority Leader uh, Nancy Pelosi said Planned Parenthood's relationship with the Girl Scouts of America is, quote, very valuable. You can click on this link and hear her say it out of the own, out of the horse's mouth. Um, she said this Wednesday at a congressional reception to commemorate the 100-year anniversary of the Organization for Young Girls. Uh, the Girl Scouts have been linked to the nation's largest abortion provider in the past. In 2010, a plan a panel uh, sponsored uh, panel sponsored by the Girl Scouts of America at the United Nations. So the Girl Scouts are linked up with the United Nations. They featured a Planned Parenthood sex guide pamphlet distributed called Healthy, Happy, and Hot, according to published reports. Now, I can't list any of the other stuff because it's too graphic of what these manuals said and what the Girl Scouts have been part of. Um, I... I couldn't list it in this report. It was too graphic, too disgusting, too graphic for me to list. Okay? It's one thing to um, not be ignorant of Satan's devices. It's another thing to get into all the gory details. And they are yoked up with some of the most wicked, evil garbage I've ever seen, ever. If you click on this link, do so at your own risk. Okay? But it's just documenting what, what the Girl Scouts have done and been a part of. And, um... As previously reported, the Girl Scouts also now allow transgendered boys to join the Brownie Troops. We just reported on that a couple months ago. I've also reported in the past on how they're linked up with promoting the Mother Gaia, Earth Goddess worship. They're hugely linked up with that. We've, we've, we've reported on the Boy Scouts how they're interlinked with the Freemasons and the uh, male pedophile sex offenders and these types of things and how the male pedophiles gravitate toward the Boy Scouts to be troop leaders. I'm not saying they all are, but I'm saying that is just like TSA. That's a, that's a place where these devils will gravitate to and they will um, have a tendency to show up a lot more often as a result of that. And um, in 2008, the CEO of Girl Scouts, Kathy Klonger, told NBC's Today Show, quote, we have relationships with our church communities, the YWCA's, and with Planned Parenthood organizations across the country uh, to bring information-based sex education programs to girls. A Girl Scout conference was also co-sponsored by Planned Parenthood in 2004. So Planned Parenthood is intricately yoked up with the Girl Scouts so that they can bring the Girl Scouts up and, and teach them, you know, women's lib and, and, and you know, the whole Mother Gaia feministic, um, feminazi type of movement and, you know, go and get your birth control and, and, and get your abortions and, and, and don't let some man have, you know, whatever you, you need to take your stand. You need to abort that baby and, and you need to do whatever you need to do in order to be a self-liberated woman and have your sexual freedom to the nth degree. This is what they're teaching them. Okay. So there's nothing, as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're just 
corrupted, totally wicked organizations at this point. I would highly advise, you know, not to have anything to do against them and to pray against this wickedness, that it be exposed. Next article, The Dark Secrets of Planned Parenthood. I saw this on Cutting Edge the other day. They're selling this uh, DVD. And here's a description of the DVD. Uh, Originally called, now I get into Planned Parenthood in my teaching that I gave, um, Massacre of Innocence, that I give you the teaching. But this is a video if you want to know more. And this one says, uh, description, originally called the American Birth Control League in 1921, Planned Parenthood has now grown to nearly 900 clinics and operates on an astounding $1 billion annual budget. Its founder, Margaret Sanger, believed that, quote, we have divinity within us. Oh, kind of like the lie of Satan in the Garden of Eden, you shall be as gods? Yeah. Perhaps Sanger's heretical belief that she is God is what led her to believe that she could play God and decide the fate of millions of children who would be murdered in the abortion mills throughout the United States. Particularly, they went after the blacks and tried to eradicate them. And Margaret Sanger was good friends with Hitler. They corresponded and they gave each other, uh, literally gave each other awards. So this is the type of of devils, eugenics devils that we're dealing with here. Okay, she praised Hitler. So... This jaw-dropping expose goes beyond Planned Parenthood's deceptive public guise and takes a look at its dark underbelly. You will see how Planned Parenthood is contributing to the moral decline of the United States of America and murdering of millions of innocent children, following along as we examine the roots, the rotten fruit of Planned Parenthood. You know, I just pray the Lord Jesus Christ rain down his fury on that devil, devil, evil organization from the pit of hell, because it is pure, total evil. Next article, health plans order to cover birth control without co-pays. Most health care plans will be required to cover birth control without charging co-pays or deductibles starting August 1st. The Obama administration announced Friday. More wicked fruit from this devil. The final regulation retains the approach federal health officials proposed last summer, despite the deluge of complaints from religious groups and congressional Republicans that have poured in since then. Churches, synagogues, and other houses of worship are exempt for now from the inquiry, but religious-affiliated hospitals and universities only get a one-year delay and must comply. Why would it be so important for them to get everybody on birth control? Well, I wonder why. I, I, oh, oh, I've already covered this. Why? You know, I talked about just now how birth control increases the cancer rates. Mega, huge, okay? And also in my teaching called Contraception of the Bible, which I list on page, uh, it's going to be on page probably 18 of the PDF for um, uh, this teaching for February 5th, 2012, we get into the fact that birth control, the pill, the patch, and the IUD, are work through many, many times, IUD totally, uh, essentially, through abortifaction. They abort the fertilized egg that is implanted into the uterine wall. They do this by interfering with the actual lining of the uterine wall, which has to be of a certain um, quality and consistency in order for the egg, the fertilized egg, to implant successfully. If life begins at conception... And you're taking birth control, IUD, pill patch, whatever. And that little fertilized egg, which is literally a little tiny baby, coming down the fallopian tube, gets to the uterus. And if it doesn't have the proper um, uterine wall to implant into, which is what the pill, the patch, and the IUD, uh, one of the primary ways that they prevent... um, well, they prevent live births, that they, they, they abort the baby, then they can't implant and the baby dies in the womb. So, in God's eyes, is that any less of an abortion than if you go and get a, uh, like, let's say you go and get one of those um, late-term abortions where they literally take the, the uh, scissors and put it into the baby's skull, partially deliver it into the birth canal, put the ba- I've heard of them actually delivering the baby and doing it as well, and then sucking the brains out. I mean, this kind of garbage goes on. It is so stinking horrific, it defies even, I don't even like to talk about it, but, you know, it goes on. It is the, the, the devices of Satan. It is pure wickedness. And this stuff goes on. But in God's eyes, is it, which one's worse? I mean, just because one takes place right at the beginning, right at conception, and the other one, the baby's a lot bigger, well, then you have to deal with the effects of it. But when it happens right then, right at the very start, or the morning after pill, there's another one, then, okay, you're still killing the baby, though. 
If life begins at conception, the Bible says in Jeremiah, it talks about before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. Before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Wow. He knows us before we're formed in the womb? Yes. So life has to begin at conception. And there's a whole other verses, like a bunch of verses I could give you. So if you don't know about that, you might want to avail yourself to that because this is definitely one of those destroyed for lack of knowledge. Definitely being ignorant of Satan's devices that, I mean, this stuff isn't really preached in the churches. But how important in God's eyes would that be? I don't care if somebody would hate me for putting this information out. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth, according to Galatians 4.16? Or if I would be ostracized or nobody would ever, would ever like? It's, it's irrelevant to me. My life as a Christian is not a popularity contest. I'm not out there to make people hate me. But I have to put that truth out there so because I know and I don't want people to make these decisions. I don't want them to bring curses on themselves. I don't want them to kill little innocent babies. And, and bring in that innocent blood to cry out from the land and to bring curses on the land and on themselves and on their family and then they wonder why their lives are in such shambles? We have no idea what type of, of, of ramifications our actions may bring on us when it comes to stuff like this. No idea. I think we'll only know fully on the other side when God probably shows us. Now, I'm not saying that in a condemning way, like I'm Mr. Perfect and I'm, I've never done anything wrong. And, and, and I'm, I mean, listen, if I got what I deserve, I'd get death and hell. I'd be the first one to admit it. But now that I know different, I would strongly encourage any person, whether they're saved or unsaved, not to do this stuff. Because I don't want to see you destroyed for lack of knowledge. I want you to be as much as you possibly can be for the Lord Jesus Christ. I want her to be mightily glorified through you. And for you to do great and mighty exploits and wonderful things for the Lord. And I don't want to see anything hinder you. Alright, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to go to part three next. God bless you. We'll, we'll see you in part three.